On this episode of Job Search Guide, we're taking a look at the shortage of workers in the skilled trades, particularly in the manufacturing sector. Thanks for joining us on LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma. This is a subject that has been stewing for a while now, and I'll be speaking with Craig Meck, the Vice President of Manufacturing for GSI Technologies. He's going to talk about the reasons for the shortage, what employers in the skilled trades can do to alleviate this problem, and what benefits the workers will find in these types of positions. Craig, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Now, we've heard for a number of years uh, that there's been a concern about workers when it comes to the skilled trades. What factors have you seen that have really created this shortage when we're talking about qualified workers? I believe that that uh, you know the shortage has happened over decades. Okay. Uh, you know, back into the '80s when they were really looking at you know minimizing cost and outsourcing operations. You know, it really started at that point. More recently, I could say, at least in the state of Illinois, that it is enhanced by the political view, mm. taxes that have been put onto corporations as well as individual tax. I think we've lost a lot of manufacturing, and they've gone to more states that are more friendly towards manufacturing. That's more recently, and that's impacting the situation that we're facing. Sure. Now, you mentioned manufacturing there, and I think sometimes when people hear skilled trades, they kind of get it, but they're not really sure. Are there, are there specific industries that are seriously looking for workers that are desperate to find these talents that maybe have really gone in the last number of years? Well, I believe you know all companies are facing shortages or qualified workers at this point. Mm-hmm. But more towards the trade, I would say you know companies that are dealing in CNC type equipment, machining, and particularly us in the printing industry, okay. we have found that is definitely a shortage of qualified skilled workers. Now, you mentioned a couple of specific reasons that obviously have tangible effects. Do you feel there are some stereotypes and myths out there that have also hurt industries like yours? I do. You know, the, the stigma of working in a blue-collar environment has, has presented some of that. I think uh, the fact that the, the, the positions really haven't existed over the years, you know, a lot of, of individuals coming out of high school are unaware that they even exist. Hmm. So I think those companies not really out there presenting themselves as, as opportunities. And I was going to ask about that. Do you see it as partly on their own fault, so to speak, because they haven't put it out there that maybe there was the assumption, well, people know that we need workers to create these items or to work in manufacturing. Was there a little bit of a, I don't want to say ego by any means, but sort of this naivete that, oh yeah, it'll always be fine. People know that they need workers. To some extent, I I think some of it, it caught a lot of companies off guard. Mm -hmm. There's been a resurgent in manufacturing here back into the States. I'm not sure a lot of companies were anticipating that as quickly as that's happened. Right. So it did catch them a little off guard on, on what requirements that they were going to need. You know, for ourselves and the, the printing industry, and again, we're a unique printer. We're not your standard printer that is, as you know, looking at it as an art, we have taken printing to a science, and that's where it's really compounded our situation. Can you explain that maybe a little bit further as far as uh, how you're a little bit different and how that might be affecting you even more so than your, your typical industry? Well, we, we, we do print into both industries. So we do print into pressure-sensitive labels, and that is more of an art, and that is where we're really looking at our operators to dial in color mm-hmm. and, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint. But our, our primary growth is on what we consider our functional side, and we print circuitry for medical and, and automotive. Okay. And that's where we're using conductive inks and where we're looking for a, a result versus an aesthetic. So we're looking for resistance and continuity. So we're using SBC and a lot lot more technical equipment than what a standard printer may use. Sure. 
You know, we hear a lot, depending on what we read and who we're talking with, maybe it's a little overblown, but there's this concern that in a lot of industries, well, machines are going to be running things, computers are going to be handling everything. You don't need the people, the idea of robots taking over. Obviously, some of that's a little tongue in cheek, but do you see this as being a valid issue that people raise or are they a little misguided in thinking that? Well, again, I think that that uh, always is under consideration and that's more when it's a volume volume-based business. I think that any type of of robotics or automation can play into that. I think in situations when you're looking at smaller runs, it's a little bit more cost-preventative to go into those types of pieces of equipment. So Mm -hmm. I think for us, we're looking at more interaction with the operator because we've got the variables that are constantly adjusting. You know, and then to put in equipment that would make those adjustments or is just cost and prevent, you know, preventative. Sure. You know, you touched on it a little bit uh, in the beginning. Do you see any other particular reasons maybe you've seen, heard from talking to individuals that this generation simply has seen the cor- sort of pass over the blue collar idea of work for more of what would be seen as you can call it white collar or the professional world? Well, again, I, th- I think it's the, been the time lapse. I mean, they were non-existent for years. Uh, their parents didn't necessarily you know, bring it up to them that that was an opportunity for them. You know, and again, I think it was a negative image to to essentially go into a blue collar environment. Right. For years, they were they weren't weren't existent. We became a service oriented country, and you know, and everybody pursued college degrees. And you know, I think those opportunities as as the resurgence happens here in in the states. You know, and in particularly here in the Midwest, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. traditionally this has been considered the Rust Belt, but you've got, you know, four of the top 10 states that are developing manufacturing right here in the, in the Midwest. You've got Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, and Wisconsin that are in the top 10 of development. Well, let's get into the idea that you sort of alluded to was that maybe employers and the industry as a whole wasn't sort of putting themselves out there enough. In talking about that, how and when can you see these employers maybe marketing themselves better and talking about the need and the value of these positions? Do you go as early as elementary school to try to get the word out? Are there certain clubs, uh, high school? What's sort of your thought on, on doing that and how effective that can be? I think the, the time to, to really get in and, and when individuals are making a decision potentially about their careers is really in the high school time period. Mm-hmm. You can get involved with some clubs and associations and and potentially track them in from that. But we really believe that it's it's at that point when, when individuals are making a determination whether or not they're going to go on to an advanced degree or if they're going to go into a trade. I think that is the time where we really, companies really need to to be able to put the word out that there there are opportunities. Right. Now, you mentioned to me, you know, there's been talk about going into the schools and just talking about it openly as far as what you're looking for. I've also read about partnerships where organizations are making deals with schools to again, have a club or have a weekly meeting or something to that effect. What are your thoughts on taking it to that level where it is almost a partnership from the early going? Well, we, we believe in order to be successful that, that we've got to go that direction. Mm-hmm. We believe that we've got to align ourselves with, with high school or clubs or associations to make people aware that there are opportunities like that. Again, a lot of people have an uncertainty of what they're going to do as they approach graduation from high school, and this is an opportunity for them to get into a career that uh, can advance them. Speaking of which, uh, we did want to talk about some of those potential advantages. You're talking about the skilled trades. Uh, again, these may ho- hold over some of those other industries or professions that people might look to get into. So let's start with the idea of schooling and education. Obviously, most people are looking at a four-year degree, maybe an advanced degree if they're looking at some sort of you know, traditional white-collar position. What are they looking for when you're looking at the skilled trades? 
there are associations that you can go into and do a six-month type of trade and, and get training. We're finding that you've got to do, we've got to do that in-house. Okay. Uh, we believe that we've got to look for the skill set and the me- uh, mechanical aptitude, bring them in, and then do on-the-job training. We believe that that's going to play, it's a very valuable part of, of trying to attract and get skilled workers in. And with the training, I mean, is that all paid? Is it a quicker time period than you would say going to college for a number of years? We believe it is, it, it, and it is on the job, so it is paid. Okay. Uh, we believe that getting them involved with, with other skilled workers and, and training on the job has worked very well for us, and it, it allows for us to make a fairly quick call on whether or not the individual is going to be able to make the necessary adjustments that we're looking at from, from our product standpoint, as well as what additional training may be needed. Now, of course, if someone's looking to go into college, they can look up at any number of sites, look at a college's site. If they're looking to find a place to just jump into it, so to speak, find some training, are there particular places they can look depending on the industry? I would say that that is is lacking at this point as a whole. I think, uh, again, companies, that's an area that we need to all improve on to be able to get the word out. Again, I I think companies are playing catch up here because of of being caught off guard that, that things have you know, advanced as quickly as possible, and manufacturing has come back as strong as as what we we all believe that it is at this point. Sort of in the same vein with that, of course, we hear all the time of the unemployment numbers and people having trouble finding jobs. When we're talking about the skilled trades, is there an advantage there in terms of available jobs? Well, absolutely. I, I think there is a very high demand for those. We we have we find it very difficult to attract people in, and we've talked to other people within you know not necessarily our industry or looking, but ones that are looking for skilled workers. Right. And, and the workforce is very limited at that point. I, and I think in some cases, it's just people unaware that they exist or they don't feel like they're qualified to advance into those. And that's something we talk about with uh, a lot of the people that we end up uh, discussing these things with is if those are the available jobs and you're really struggling, you're really looking, it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity there, even for somebody who maybe started their career somewhere else and now wants to try to make this jump. I mean, would you encourage something like that? Absolutely. We've actually found some of our best best workers out of other industries that already have some of that skill set, understand SPC, understand tight tolerancing and specification. And we have found that they have uh, become some of our best operators by actually training them right. to understand how to print. I think that's a big piece that you bring up there. This The training happens right there. So it's a quicker transition and there's probably a little less concern from your point of view because you're able to do it right there, see what they're doing, what they can handle. Very much so. The other question a lot of times that comes up, obviously, is the idea of salary and can you really advance in this career or are you just kind of stuck doing the same thing for 30 years, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you talk to people who have been laid off in the past. What do you tell people about the potential upside of salary and career advancement, at least in a ballpark idea? Well, again, I think, I think from a salary standpoint, traditionally, these have been the higher paying jobs. Right. In our organization, that is the case. Yeah, I think for, for advancement, there are always potential opportunities within companies. You know, we're a smaller organization, so I will say that that is essentially limited, but but still does exist. But the fact that we are a contract manufacturer, we're constantly looking at bringing in new opportunities, which gives individuals opportunities to get cross-trained or trained into different types of technologies of printing. That's one way that we kind of look at that potential as an offer. Sure. Now, we do a number of shows similar to this when we're talking about a specific industry or a career itself, and we want to give the whole picture. Obviously, every job, no matter what it is, has some potential downsides to it. So how do you ease the concerns that people might have in worrying about this type of work or what it means for their career? 
first of all, what those concerns are, and then secondly, how you can sort of alleviate those? Well, again, I think any concern within within manufacturing or is really economy driven. Okay, it's based upon the sales as well as as potentially what impact your state may have from a regulatory standpoint or tax base can have an effect on any organization wherever they exist. Yeah, I think for us, it's it's really looking at the stability of our organization and and making sure that people have a comfort level coming into that. If you were speaking to a group of people who are in charge of trying to find these skilled workers uh, struggling in some capacity, what would you be telling them right now that they need to do to help bring in that talent and find these workers? We've participated in, in several you know, organizations and really looking at how do you get into your local you know, industrial associations as well as high schools and then be willing to invest in training. You know, in order to develop the, the skill set that we need in multiple industries, it's really we've got to invest in that training. Mm-hmm. Have they raised concerns when you bring that up as far as uncertainty if it's going to work or unsure what they should do? What, what's been kind of the reaction when you have brought those things up? Well, I think it's very positive. I okay. think as a whole and, and, and across the industries of, of any of the skilled trades, they recognize that that is, that is the opportunity that we have in order to try to develop the skill set that, that we all face and need to, to bring into our organizations. And then on the flip side, we, of course, have a lot of job seekers who are listening, whether they're actively looking or just uh, checking out what else is out there. What message would you want to give to those potential job seekers in terms of your industry and the skills that they could be bringing to the table and just the opportunities that are available? Yeah, again, I, th- I think, you know, consider a trade. Look at potential opportunity to develop a skill set that maybe you didn't think that you were going to have. Investigate the machining in those types of trades, the printing industries, and understand that as, as manufacturing does, does come back into the U.S., that those, those opportunities are going to exist here in the near future. Well, Craig, we hope we can do our part to help out. Uh, of course, we want all of our employers out there to be able to find the workers they're looking for and match them up with the job seekers. So hopefully just this awareness piece and everything you guys are doing over there as well can help. So thanks for coming on and sharing. Well, I appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. That will do it for us here on Job Search Guide. Again, I'd like to thank Craig Meck for coming on the show. Craig is the Vice President of Manufacturing for GSI Technologies as we've been talking about the shortage of workers in the skilled trades. If you'd like to give us some feedback on this episode or any of our shows, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Go ahead and interact with us on Twitter at the LJN, and we encourage you to check out all of our shows on ljnradio.com or in the iTunes store. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. <laughs>